Hi, everybody. I'm Brian Sussman. This is the Another Chance Daily Devotion, and we are devoting this series of episodes to the book of Hebrews. I'm reading from a wonderful book written in 1894 entitled The Holiest of All by Andrew Murray, and we're studying the book of Hebrews. We will be for some time. I'm thankful that you're joining us. I believe you're going to be blessed. I believe you'll be challenged. I believe you'll be convicted. Not condemned, but convicted. There's a big difference. Condemnation comes from the devil. Conviction comes from the Lord. Why? Because he wants a closer walk with you. So we go to the next few verses in the book of Hebrews. This is chapter 1. We're looking at verse 2 and verse 3. I'm reading from the, from the King James Version. That's the original version that Andrew Murray was using. So let's dive in. Verse 2, God has spoken unto us in his Son, whom he appointed heir of all things, through whom he also made the worlds. Whew. Verse 3, who being the effulgence of his glory and the very image of his substance and upholding all things by the word of his power. This, you know, I've read these two verses for years, decades. I, I never really understood what they meant until I read this book. God has spoken to us through his son. His son, by the way, well, his son was appointed heir of all things, heir of everything. The father had his son become the heir of all things. Now listen to this. Not only was he appointed heir of all things, through the Son, God, Adonai, the Father, made the worlds. Jesus represents the Father. He appointed Jesus heir of all things. Through Jesus, he made all the worlds. The entire universe was made by Jesus. Are you starting to get this? That's why casual prayers to God through Jesus won't cut it, my friends. Think about who you're speaking to. Jesus, the very image of God's substance. Jesus, the one who upholds all things by the words of his power. Friends, all hell is breaking loose on this planet right now. We have believers being chased like dogs. I don't even want to go into any more detail about that. We have believers living in prisons for their faith. I was speaking to one brother recently and his wife. Uh, they live in Kurdistan. And they were telling me of, of believers, former Muslims who are now Christians, who they minister to who have been kept locked up in one of the worst prisons you could ever imagine, where they are beaten, beaten regularly by the guards. And yet God upholds all things by the word of his power. 
He's allowing things to take place for such a time where the devil will be damned. He'll be thrown into a lake of fire. But we'll be with him forevermore. This world, as painful as it has been for some, will be a distant, distant memory. How many of you have experienced something terrible in your life? I, I remember things I saw when I was a youngster of about 10. And as tragic as they were and as tragic as they remain to this day, it's amazing how I don't remember all the details. I just remember it was bad. I don't remember all the details. That's decades ago. And yet God has wiped away every tear. I just remember it as being bad. I know God actually did some good things because of those terrible things which I witnessed. People, people came to know Jesus. But it's a distant memory. And, and so will this life be. It will be a distance, distant memory when we're with him someday, face to face, in his kingdom. Let me read from this book. Andrew Murray says, we know that whatever a man sets his heart on exercises a mighty influence in his life and leaves its stamp on his character. He that follows after vanity becomes vain. He that trusts in a God of his own fancy will find his religion an illusion. He that sets his heart upon the living God will find the living God take possession and fill the heart it is this that makes it of such infinite consequence that we should not only have a general idea of the Christ through whom God speaks to us, but we should know him aright and have our heart filled with all that God has revealed of him. Our knowledge of him will be the food of our faith as our faith is, will be our experience of his saving power and of the fellowship with God to which he leads. Let us listen to what we are taught of the Son in whom God speaks to us. Friends, we need to listen. We need to read his word and listen. We need to be filled with his Holy Spirit and listen to what the Spirit is saying. We can't follow after vanity. We can't trust in a God of our own fancy. We need the living God. What does the word say that I just wrote? He appointed Jesus as heir of all things. The great object and aim of God in creation was to have an inheritance for his son in which he might show forth his glory and find his blessedness. This, this son is the final cause. He is the end of all things. That's why we say he's the first and last. He's the beginning and the end. He's the Alpha and Omega. He's the beginning through whom he, through whom he made the worlds. He is the origin. He's the cause of everything that exists. Without him, nothing 
was made, that was made, the Bible says. The place the Son had in the divine being was such that God's relation to all was outside of himself. Only through the Son, only through the Son. His relation to all comes only through the Son. Of all that exists, the end and the beginning, it all meets with Jesus. And he's the middle too. He's the beginning and the end, and he's the middle. He's, he upholds all things by the word of his power. He bears all things. All things consist in him. He upholds them every moment by the word of his power. Even as by his word they were created. This is the son through whom God speaks to us. He is the outshining of God's glory and the express image of his substance. And we only know the sun in the sky by its light. We only know of the sun in the sky by its light. We see the light, we know there's a sun. Same thing about Jesus. He is the outshining. He is the revelation of God's glory as the light that shines from the sun is of the same nature with it, so the Son is of one nature with the Father, God of God. And as a Son, he bears the likeness of his Father because he has life and nature from him. So the Son of God is the express image of God's substance. You pray to Jesus, you're praying to God. You pray to Messiah, you're praying to God. It's all the same. And he places the Holy Spirit within us, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. He is of one substance with the Father, its express image, and hath therefore life in himself, even as the Father has life in himself. Someone, Murray says, may be tempted to think that these are theological mysteries too deep for ordinary Christians and not needful for our Christian faith and life. This is where the rubber meets the road, friends. Murray says, people like that are inclined to ask, of what importance, of what importance can it be to a simple believer to know all this? Murray says, my brother, my sister, think not thus. It is all important that we know the glory of Jesus. The more the soul is filled with that glory and worships him in it, the more it will see with what confidence it can count upon him to do a divine and supernatural work in us and to lead us to an actual living fellowship with God as our Father. Oh, let us not be so selfish and mean as to be content with hope that Jesus just saves us. While we are careless of having intimate personal acquaintance with him, if not for our sake, then for God's sake, for the sake of his infinite love and grace, let us seek to know aright this blessed Son whom the Father has given us. Let us turn away from earth. Let us meditate and gaze and worship until he, who is the outshining of the divine glory, shines into our very hearts. And he, to whom the Father has given such a place as creator and upholder and heir of all things, takes that place with us too and be to us the beginning 
an entire center, an entire end of all. God speaks to us. It's not enough to just say, I know Jesus. It's not enough to say, I'm saved. It's not enough. It's not enough. Not enough. When pastors say, anybody want to say yes to Jesus? That's not enough. That's a beginning. That's not enough. He wants us lock, stock, and barrel, my friends. He is the heir of all that God has. He is its creator. He is the upholder. He is the outshining of God's glory, the perfect image of his substance. Oh, Savior, anything to know you better and in thee to have my God speak to me. Thank you, Lord, for your word. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your kindness. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for loving us, Lord. Your everlasting love for us. Oh, Lord, may we respond with with a heart that wants to submit to you. Amen. This is the Another Chance Daily Devotion. Thank you for joining me. I'm Brian Sussman.